Hey, what up, y'all? Hello, friends. Hi, hi. Welcome to another episode of Tinseltown Tea. Yes, ma'am. We are so excited to have you here. We have an exciting episode for y'all. Yes. So we run through the structure every single episode. So if you want to hear the structure, just listen to another episode, girl. Yes. Yes. I would have been rewinded so much like, nope, go back, change that. <laughs> nope, go back. We're going to have a new outfit on that time. So uh, <laughs> it would probably, you know, I'm sure fuck up the time space continuum or something like that. Like mm-hmm. all of like, I don't know, history will be altered. But yeah, no, if I have that power, I want the rewind button so I can do different things. Huh? Like I just, nope. Well, I didn't like how that played out. Not going to be there at this moment. Mm-mm, nope. <laughs> so, and this is assuming we can keep the same knowledge. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm that rewind button will be on deck. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not really anything that I want to pause. I mostly want to rewind because I'm the type of person who will literally be in the shower thinking of all the things I should have said in an argument. So <laughs> I Same. need that rewind Same. button so that I can go back and, and cuss you out thoroughly. Yeah, and yeah. cuss somebody out the way that I envisioned it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like I be coming up with all the cool shit and all the good stuff after nope. the fact. So yeah, I definitely need that rewind button so that I can rewind a lot of that, you know, those times and really um, win some arguments that I probably could have won better or should have won in the first place. So that's the only reason I need a rewind button in my life is to be a little petty boots. Um, what a great yeah. idea. I support it. I'm like, excellent. Yes, that's exactly. I wish I had a more profound reason, but nope. yeah, that's not mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think that's great. More than enough. All right. Well, with that, we're going to go into our no better, do better segment. And uh, yeah, if y'all, again, y'all don't know our, uh, our damn format, you're going to learn today. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just going to share a little bit of information, a tidbit, um, words of encouragement, or like a, you know, a cool source that I think um, is dope. Corey put me onto this. Thank you, wonderful, illustrious co-host. But uh, if you guys get the chance, y'all should uh, follow this, uh, or at least, yeah, go check out this website. It's called A Writer for Your Writer. Um, and I'm going to head over to it. It's actually where we got our uh, script today. So uh, it's really dope. But it's the website of um, the CEO of the first Black-owned script consultant agency. Her name is Shannon E. Johnson, and she has pretty much like been in the industry for a while. Um, She has lots of degrees in writing, but she does script consulting. Um, You know, you can reach out to her directly. She has a database for uh, scripts, and most of them are Black scripts. And me and Corey have said this before on the podcast. Like, there are not a lot of, like, if you want to read a script from Black creators, especially if you go back. um, Now, you know, you you can find Atlanta and you can find Insecure, but, like, 
that's it, you know? And so she really has a great database of, um, uh, scripts, uh, movies, TV, whatever you're into that has like a good database for black, uh, creatives. Um, so yeah, check out her website. I really appreciated the database. If you want to get scripts consulting, there's a way that you could find her. I love it. She's like, look, um, I am not an investor. I am not a manager. I am not an agent. I am a person who does any right. I I'm a person who does any writing for any service for free. This is a full-time job. So you need my help. I need my points. She made that very clear. She's, <laughs> you know, no, which I appreciate. Okay. Cause she's about that business, honey. And that means she go, she going to give you that advice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you could check out her, her resume, but, um, and if you don't like, you know, aren't interested in her services, her website is like a really good, like, um, it's a good resource, um, particularly for the database, but it's also a blog, like, you know, you can see upcoming events that she might have, their online writing courses that are there, all of the things. So yeah, check it out. A writer for your writer, Shannon E. Johnson. Um, she's opened up her, her very own uh, script consulting business and the first CEO Black Human to do so. So yeah, check out her stuff. It's, it's really good. And of course, we'll have this link in the description. So if you want to, um, yeah, go there directly. Mm -hmm. yes, yes ma'am her and mm -hmm. shout out to her for putting together this site with mm -hmm. um all the black scripts like we said we appreciate it okay wow it'd be tough like you just said tough. tough i hear any streets now mm -hmm. so we appreciate <laughs> it girl So moving right into the news, we have some little fun news stuff going on this week. Everything hey. from Shadow and Act as usual and everything about Black and Brown creatives, mostly Black, hey. as usual. So first article is about the Sex and the City, which you gals loved on the HBO. Mm. Um, okay, they're having a revival. I don't know oh, shit. That, but it's uh, called And Just Like That. Oh. Um, it's gearing up for pre-production. There's no word yet about when the series will be released, but it appears that the revival will look a lot more diverse than the original show, which y'all know the original show was not that diverse. Yeah, um, oh, white women, quiet. Yeah, which is why mm -hmm. I probably was not really that interested in it from mm -hmm. the get-go. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not going to talk about you know Sex and the City. Y'all should know about that. Uh, so. They're going to have Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, will be um, an EP. Okay. And the original show owner, Michael Patrick King, will be expanding Carrie, Miranda, and Charlotte's inner circle by adding three women of color. Um, if they were Black, they would have just said that. But they're not <laughs> all Black. <laughs> So the show or the revival is going to be an honest story about being a woman in her 50s in New York. Um, and yeah, they don't have much information, but all mm -hmm. they know is that it will be a plethora of talented 50 something women of color. Um, oh, wait, no. Okay, so they're going to have women, 50 something women of color uh, in the circle. That's all they really have about okay. the information. So. I mean, cool. I'm not, like I said, I'm not in Sex and City, but if y'all were, this is going to be like a, a 
uh, take on, you know, the older Sex and the City gals, and it's mm-hmm. nice to see they're gonna have to sprinkle some some color up in there because it was oh. very uh, transparent before. <laughs> so mm-hmm. moving on from that, so the mm-hmm. next story we have is High on the Hog. The trailer is out for this Netflix series, and it takes viewers on a black culinary journey. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's called How on the Hog, How African-American Cuisine Transformed America. The series Work. is an adaption of food historian Jessica B. Harris's book of the same name, IP guys. Come and on. It's said to be part culinary show, part travelogue. Why did no one call me to host? I would have definitely um You would have killed that. Yeah, I would have definitely loved traveling and eating foods and talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, shame on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> the docu-series will have four episodes, and each episode is an hour long. According to Netflix's official description, it takes viewers on a culinary journey that ventures from Africa to the deep south. Ooh, mm, yeah, come on. Come on. What's wrong come with you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, I'm offended. <laughs> And it follows food writer Stefan Satterfield, who meets with the chefs, historians, and activists who are keeping centuries-old traditions alive. On, Roger Ross Williams directed the first two episodes, while Jonathan Clasbury co-directed episode three, and Yoruba Richin directed episode four. It's mm-hmm. the story of Black people in America, said Roger Ross Williams in a statement received by Shannon Act and Travel Noir. It all feels very much part of the racial, rec- racial reckoning going on in America and the world right now. Reclaiming our contribution to this country is also about reclaiming our culinary contribution because what is food? It brings people together. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. sounds really good. You can watch the trailer on the YouTube. Just type in "High on the Hog" and you should see the trailer. Um, I will definitely be watching out for that. Yeah. Like I said, uh, you guys are listening. Next time we do something like this, I need to be involved. Truly. Uh, hello. Truly. <laughs> I will talk about something cool and not include Corey in my cloud. I make no sense. <laughs> but I'm going to let y'all have it. And y'all make sure y'all watch the trailer. And y'all make sure that y'all check out the show, too. Yeah, um, it looks very, oh. very exciting stuff. Yeah. All right. So, more Netflix news. They mm-hmm. landed the rights to this action thriller called Gunpowder Milkshake, which was. Angela Bassett. The God. Um, very star-studded cast. They have Michelle Yeoh, which I believe she was in Crazy Rich, Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. Karen Gilligan, Gillian, Lena mm-hmm. Heaty, and Carla Gugino. So I recognize all these names. Mm. These are probably is a star-studded cast, like they say. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Netflix came out on top amid a bidding war for the film for the US rights. Mm. Deadline is reporting that the deal is a substantial eight thickles. God, eight motherfucking thickles. Oh I mean, when God. you have the Queen Angela Bassett, like, yeah, child. she's starring. Okay, so this is a long ass description. And guess what? Mm. I'm going to read it because <laughs> Bassett is yeah. starring. Period. So, Sam, who was played by Karen Gillan, was only 12 years old when her mother, Scarlett, played by Lena Heavey, an elite assassin, was forced to abandon her. Wow. Sam was raised by the firm, which is the ruthless crime syndicate her mother worked for. Now, 15 years later, Sam has followed in her mother's footsteps and grown into a fierce hit woman. She uses her talents to clean up the firm's most dangerous messes. She's as efficient as she is loyal. But when a high-risk job goes wrong, Sam must choose between serving the firm and protecting the life of an innocent eight-year-old girl named Emily. 
With the target on her back, Sam has only one chance to survive, and that's to reunite with her mother and her lethal associates. And her mother's lethal associates are the librarians, and they are Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, and Carla Gugino. Mm. These three generations of women must now learn to trust each other, stand up to the firm, and their harmony of henchmen and raise hell against those who could take everything from them. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I'm ready for these fight scenes. Because that's when you read all that, I'm like, I hear and see fight scenes. I see some good uh, armory work with guns. I see you know, some real cool action shots going on here. Mm-hmm. I stand. So mm-hmm. it is apparently it garnered rave reviews at film festivals. Oh, wow. Tarantino himself calling it the best movie of the year. Wow. And he's so, not directing. Okay, Quentin. Yeah. Okay, I'll take your word, sir. So, Nabat Papushado wrote the film with Ehud Lofsky. Um, yeah, I guess they wrote it together. So, yeah. And then it will debut as part of Netflix's summer 2021 movie lineup, and a sequel is already in early development. Goddamn! <laughs> they didn't even drop! Jesus! <laughs> Can, we just, can you let me breathe first? <laughs> they were like, yes, hoes, it's a franchise. <laughs> like, goddamn, I mean, okay. Let it premiere. I mean, I'm sure it's amazing, but dang. Let Did you even ask. finish, like, <laughs> the edit? God dang. Right? Like, let me bask first. We're going to release it this summer. Jesus. We, just, we didn't even get a trailer yet. Does it have a trailer? Money, money, money. money. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute now. Netflix said, give my shit. <laughs> out of here and <laughs> guess what all all of you will watch this shit and they're right i'm like okay okay <laughs> you <Sure>. got it <laughs> got it I, that tickled me i was like y'all already Wait, on the said, uh, okay <laughs> y'all waste no damn time <laughs> oh jesus so okay, okay. <laughs> moving on to insecure <laughs> star natasha rothwell she inks a huge overall deal with ab signature hey well hey. done we love natasha rockwell if you don't know who so she dope. is then you're lame as fuck truly but she starts as kelly on uh insecure which is isa's crazy ass friend <laughs> tiffany's best friend and her talents go beyond acting i guess i need to mm-hmm. let y'all know about well actually let me see she she's yeah she's my nigga you should know so yeah pretty sure we've already done her but i don't even care because she deserves to be don't care every week so period i'll go into her her backstory later mm-hmm. but just know that she's a triple threat mm-hmm. and um yeah she just got that that monty it's said to be a three-year pact in the eight figure range go off yes sis eight Eight. Go off. A So we stand that shit. Yes, always. Make some bank. Eight. Let's go. Love it. Um, mm. so the president of ABC signature. Well, actually, let me see who made this statement. Mm. So Deadline reported this, and the deal is in partnership with Disney General Entertainment's by BIPOC creator initiative, which is led by Tara Duncan. And mm. under her new deal, Natasha will develop new projects for for television with her company, Big Hattie Productions. Mm-hmm. So Tara Duncan, Duncan, who is leading this whole uh, bi, I fucking hate that phrase. Sorry, bi, yeah. yeah, bipoc color, yeah, um, initiative. 
She Black said that Tasha is the real deal, triple threat. I've been a fan of her writing for years and I've loved watching her career blossom in front of and behind the camera. It's an honor to provide a platform for one of the best comedic talents in the biz. And then the president of ABC Signature, Don Davis said, I echo Tara's sentiments. We love <laughs> Natasha and are so excited she will join the ABC Signature family. Hey. This is a coup for our studio and we're honored to support this gifted storyteller as she sets out not just to entertain, but to change the television landscape for the better. Amen. So, okay. So they have another big um, statement, but uh, we are just excited and happy. Yeah, She's been grinding for a minute and she mm -hmm. is very much a triple threat. She can do oh, yeah. all the things. Yep. So she deserves, if anybody deserves, she deserves. Honestly. Next story. There is a Cleopatra Jones reboot in the works with Lovecraft Country writer. Oh, Lord Jesus. I always miss everybody. Ihuoma Ihu 04 Dyer or 04 Deer. Oh, Ihuoma 04 Deer. Yeah, I think you were right. 04, 04 Deer. deer. Mm -hmm. so you'll be pinning the script. So, um, Oh, so she's also a snowfall, or he or she is also a snowfall writer. Oh, go Pinning the script for the Warner Bros. and Charles Z. King macro-backed reboot of Cleopatra Jones. So if you guys don't know, the original film debuted in 1973 amid the hype of the Black exploitation era, and it starred Tamara Dobson, who worked as an undercover government agent, and she used her daytime job as a supermodel to go undercover travel to the exotic places and get involved in the war on drugs. Wow. Um, so according to Deadline, O4 Deer has been tapped for this contemporary reimagining. Um, though no director has been set yet for the feature film, Macro, Poppy Hanks, Jelani Johnson, and I believe Misha Green are set to produce the movie. And Misha All Green right. is the showrunner mm -hmm. uh, for Lovecraft Country. Yep. And Macro recently produced the double Oscar winner, Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm -hmm. So basically, they're letting y'all know that Macro is behind Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah, which means that this shit is probably going to be. It's going to be really, life. yeah. And so, Charles D. King, it, yeah, Macro's big in terms of like any, the, a lot of the movies that the recent like Black big star movies that have come out. So yeah, keep, keep that, keep that company in your head because they're making a lot of waves right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So we are excited mm -hmm. to see that I will be up front and center. Yes, ma'am. Probably be that year when it comes out, I'm probably going to be Cleopatra Jones for Halloween. So hey. just no hoes. <laughs> and y'all hoes will be warned or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, last news story of the day, rap shit, which we've talked about multiple times in the news. Mm -hmm. We uh, broke the story <laughs> on this when it first became Come a city. On. And we have talked about it through its uh, development. Mm. Um, it finally has found its lead. So if you guys don't even know what it's talking about, I will just remind y'all it's Easter Ray's rap group comedy, mm -hmm. um, her Miami rap group comedy, and they have their three leads for it. So Ida Osman will play mm -hmm. Shauna, who is an aspiring rapper that hasn't seen success and continues to work her day job at a touristy hotel. Osman is the co-host of the Crooked Media Podcast, Keep It, and is also an executive story editor on the show. Mm -hmm. Ooh, sorry. And then mm -hmm. Camille, Camille mm -hmm. Okay, she's a love and hip-hop Miami star. She's known for the song Twerk For Me. 
Oh, that song. How does it go? Um, I like that song. So you know the song "Stand by Me." Oh, stand. The old school one. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like the Temptations. Stand by me. Yeah. So <laughs> oh she God. took that and changed it to twerk for me. <laughs> twerk for me, and I hated that. That is. <laughs> <laughs> blaspheme not with these wonderful soul songs yeah i thought it was so blasphemous but um Ooh, i yeah, love it so chameleon she was behind the twerk for me song um you guys probably heard it. it was very popular on the tiktoks so she will play mia who's a makeup artist and a strange friend of shauna's she's mm. a single mother to four-year-old daughter and works three jobs oh baby you better get that month mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um and then jonica booth which y'all probably know her as Blue from Bad Girls Club. <laughs> You'll play Chastity, who is a sex work manager who refers to herself as the Duke of Miami. Okay. So if y'all don't know, Sirena Singleton is the EP and the showrunner. And then uh, the City Girls, City Gals, Young Miami, Carisha, and JT are also co-executive producing. Go off. Um, so I'm glad that they... Yeah, they got, they narrowed things down. I feel like this and, is going to be real authentic. Going to feel uh, real. <laughs> I hope they let the city girls have some uh, say in yeah. the script at least. Yeah, I, I think so. Over the script to make sure that everything is authentic because I want to yeah. hear real, I'm trying to hear some real Florida talk, okay? Period. I don't want y'all to be setting no shit in Miami and I don't want to, I better hear all the motherfucking slang. Yeah. I yeah. better be the only person that understands what's being said. Yeah. Because I'm from Florida. I don't want anyone else to understand what's going on because they're like, what the fuck are they saying? So that's how authentically mm-hmm. Florida I need this to be. Yep. Um, because if it's not, I'm be pissed. So no, yeah. And honestly, but- the best work always does that. When they're authentic to the actual location, it's just always it's just it's better. Yeah. The the culture in Miami is a culture by itself. Yeah. So um yeah. I, mm-hmm. I need it to be as authentic as possible, which I'm sure East is going to make it happen. Yep. It's attached to her. She's not going to play them games. Mm-hmm. So we're excited. I mean, yes. I don't know if we have a date for premiere mm-hmm. or anything. Nope, we don't have anything yet, but mm-hmm. it seems like everybody's you know, attached. We have I think once it. once they end Insecure, I bet you that's when they'll, they'll, they'll drop that date. Yeah. Okay, Insecure's gone, but guess what, friends? We have something. Oh, if you guys love my mirror wrap, yeah. you'll love this show. Okay. <laughs> oh, I should be the marketing person for that. Look at me, just came up with a way to market. Come on. Um, but we have Shadi Clack and Joseph directing the pilot. Nice. Um, it will also be EP'd by Issa Rae, Montreal McKay, as well as Jonathan Berry and Dave Becky for Three Arts Entertainment. Uh, Ray or East Five, Ray Issa is writing the pilot. Mm-hmm. Kevin, Coach K Lee, and Pierre P. Thomas from Quality Control QC, the people that mm-hmm. um have City Girls, Lil Baby, and uh, the Migos, they are also co executive producing Lord. under Quality Control Films. Y'all better get that back. Lord, this is gonna be good. This better be good if y'all, if y'all come on, come on, like. Quality, y'all got QC people up here. We love to see it. Yes. We've and been, we love it's to been see people getting their, diversifying the way they get their bag too. So yes. I love to see uh, rappers or people involved with the rap game doing yes. other stuff. Like, yeah. I ain't just going to do rap. 
I'm gonna get my EP credits. That's how yeah. you your money coming in, and that's how you keep the longevity of your career yep. go. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that's just that has nothing to do with anything. I just want to point I love that. that out that I that I love that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that's the end of the news. We have some hey. exciting stuff, and make Super sure you guys fun. check out all those projects when they touch down. Yes, I cannot wait. So with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with the main segment. Hey, hey, guys, we are back Mm -hmm. now. Uh, as we kind of mentioned earlier for the main segment, we are going to be doing a script read. And this time we will be doing the script read of the Netflix film, the 40 year old version, version, not virgin. So yeah, it's a really dope, um, movie. I think it came out in 2020. Um, Yeah, so it came out in 2020, and it's a comedy um, written, directed, and produced by Rada Blank. Um, It was her directorial debut, and it was nominated for a couple of Oscars, so it was actually getting some buzz. Um, It premiered at at the Sundance Film Festival in January 2015, and again, uh, Netflix uh, dropped it October 9th, 2020. Um, It's also produced by Lena Waithe and put out through her production company, And here's what it follows. I watched it. I really love it a lot. Um, It's black and white. It takes place in New York City. It was really authentic to that. But Rada is a playwright and a teacher nearing her 40th birthday and living under the burden and unfulfilled promise of a 30 under 30 award she won nearly a decade ago. So Archie, her agent and friend, gives her latest play Harlem Ave uh, to Jay Whitman, a wealthy white producer who suggests her work needs to focus more on black suffering. So we watch as Rada goes from kind of feeling like she hasn't fulfilled her promises to going back to her first love, which is hip hop. So she loves poetry. She teaches it now. And she basically, as she's pretty, she's in her forties, she's trying to become a hip hop star. Um, so yeah it was a great movie it was really dope um if you haven't seen it please i do i still think it's on netflix so please please check it out but we're gonna read some uh scenes from the film um it's really really good um or at least i loved it anyway so i'm gonna set up the first uh scene um as we said rada's kind of down and out and for her uh day job uh she teaches uh, poetry or a playwright writing um, for school. And um, in this scene, she is doing a workshop with them and uh, they, you know, they kind of get into a scuffle as some teenagers do. And um, definitely pick the scene because I think it does a great job of making sure it encaptures the voices of each student. And you actually get to see kind of Rada you know, coming, building up to her low of feeling her, of not fulfilling those promises of the 30 under 30 as she's, you know, going um, into her 40s. Um, Let me see, is there anything else y'all need to know? Oh yeah, me and Corey will be reading it. So I'm going to let y'all know who, who's who. If you get confused, it's all good. Just join us for this ride. So Corey will be a narrator. She will also be Elaine. Um, which is a student in Rada's class. I'll be Rada. I'll also be playing a student, Rosa. Corey will be playing Kamal. And I, I will be playing Waldo and Avery. 
Okay. So, yeah. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Here, Wadley High School, sterile rec room day, where underfunded after school programs go to die. No decor aside from two uh, motivational posters that say great people do great things and dead people can't complain, so live a little. Elaine 17, Coco and Slender delivers a poetic monologue. <clears throat> no, you stupid ass, Scorpio. Your singe ass waves when we can't flow. And you, bullshit Libra, fucking deceiver. Step off gigantor, no one believes ya. And Mr. Gemini, you too feminine. Can't rock with a nigga ass bigger than mine. See me, I'm focused. My sweet mid-body lust is just for those I trust. Why? Because I'm a click, 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 click to rust. Rada is catatonic, as are Kamal, Waldo, and seven other diverse teams who sit in a semi-circle. Wow. Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Clap it up. Tepid <clears throat> applause. Elaine rolls her eyes, pops in her chair. Thanks, Elaine. Okay, any more thought on what kind of play we want to write? Rosa, 18, a butch Latina, eagerly raises her hand. Rosa, I say we do some sci-fi shit. Like, like this strange blue cloud comes down from the sky raining on everybody, right? But the next day, every man caught in the rain, they wake up with, like, no dick. Oh. Kamal and Waldo hold their dicks. Hmm. <laughs> so like a sci-fi mystery kind of a thing? Yeah. Nah, nah. We should do some racial type political shit. All right. Where a black dude fucks a white chick and dies. <laughs> and that's political because... Cuts. White vaginas a plot to destroy the black family. And my mom's would kill me if I even touch one. Consider yourself dead, bro. Boys fist bump. Can we come up with something that doesn't involve genitalia in case your grandmothers want to come too? What? My abuela loves balls. <laughs> the group laughs. Okay, it's your play. It'll be whatever you put into it, but in nothing. It'll be nothing. Like your career? Ooh. Ouch. Really, Elaine? I Googled you. Last time you did anything was what, 2010? 2012. And they don't, they're not producing her because white people scared of truth. Right, Ms. B? Thanks, Rosa. But this, this isn't about me. Right, Rosa. So stop kissing her ass. You ain't going down on her. Fuck you. I can dream. Damn, Elaine. Why so negative? I'm saying, how somebody who ain't had no hit, tell me how to write fucking a play. She ain't no Tyler Perry. I appreciate that. And that's why she teaching after school, coming late every day when nobody want to be here. Ooh. Ooh, I told you 20 invalids on my bus today. Okay. But no, know what, Elaine, this isn't dangerous minds. You can leave whenever you want. 
FYI, I have a production coming up. Thank you. <laughs> um, workshop production. It ain't even regional theater. <laughs> Victorious Elaine grabs her stuff and heads toward the door. Yo, Elaine, sit down. What you say? Rosa, don't bother. I said, sit your disrespectful ass down now, punta. Oh! <laughs> Kamal looks confused until Waldo whispers in his ear. Oh. <laughs> Would you guys shut up now, girls? I mean, gender nonconformist. Make me sit down, dyke. <laughs> Everybody, let's just calm down and make art, okay? What? Because you look like Bustin' Bieber. I'm scared. You still a bitch, bitch. <laughs> Rosa charges at Elaine. The room explodes in cheers as the girls become a flurry of fists. No, no, stop. Rada tries to break it up, but gets knocked down. One student, Avery, 19, athletic, three grades behind, kind of sexy, helps Rada to her feet. Students peek in from the hallway as security guards burst in like mall cops, grabbing up the girls, ending the melee. Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, man. Fuck time out, New York. You five stars, black sh Shakespeare, ma. Like Ramadis Prime. <laughs> I'm messing this up, y'all. Forgive me. Like Ramadis Prime. Y'all rise again to slay all these deceptive cunts out here. The class erupts in cheers as both girls are carted out. You all right? An assuring hand plops on Rada's shoulder. Her eyes trace up the well-toned arm to Avery's dangerously dazzling smile. He licks his lips. Uh-uh, girl. Rada snatches her shoulder away. Exterior, Wadley High School Street, moments later. Rada, pacing wildly outside of the school, sips her diet drink with her cell phone to her ear. Archie, where are you? I'm either gonna kill or fuck one of these kids. Where's my regional production? What I gotta do, write a musical? An all white play, tell me. A passing car radio blast, pound pound cakes. Who got a, who got a blow around here? Hmm. That's, wait, who got a blow around here is all that says? Yeah, it says, who got a blow around here? I don't know what that means. <laughs> we don't know. We are so confused, y'all. Uh, oh, so now we're on Avery. He just says Elaine. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. Elaine. She turns to find Avery hovering. What? Elaine probably would have chilled if you just complimented her stupid poem. He's right. You're right. And why are you drinking that diet shit? I perform my women thick. <laughs> Thanks. No, Avery, that's not appropriate. <laughs> I'm your teacher. <laughs> he leans in like the queen mother to Ripley and aliens. I turned 20 in two weeks. He walks away. She spies his tight butt and grimaces. And see. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, that. That was funny. Hilarious. Yes. Sorry I got tripped up there, y'all. But, oh my God. But yeah, I really loved in that scene. First of all, it's funny. Super funny. And then um, I really love how, like, you can tell each student has their own voice in the way that, like, she writes the dialogue. So I think that's that was pretty dope. Yes, that was great. Yeah, that was a great example of dialogue for show and differentiating your characters for show. Mm -hmm. so, great writing, and that's why this got rave reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the next scene. Do you want to set them up for this scene, Judith? Yes, yes, thank you. So um, in this scene, it's still near the beginning of the movie, but in this scene, Rada um, is getting ready to leave to go to an event uh, to meet her friend Archie. And her friend Archie helps her get jobs and he's trying to get her uh, her play funded, the one that she's working on, which is called Harlem Ave. And so... She has to go to this place. It's a lot of bougie white people. And she's, you can tell in the frustration of how she has to placate to uh, these basically mostly white like critics and, and investors, but it's a black play. So they often have, you know, a voice that she feels like is really not helping her through that. So here she uh, gets to speak with um, one of those investors, Mr. Whitman. Um, about hopefully getting um, it funded. So yeah, we'll see how this goes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh -oh. That's right. So um, I will be the narrator. Um, Corey's going to be Lila. I'm going to be Joy. Um, Corey's going to be Archie. Again, that is Rada's friend. Um, I'm going to be Rada and Corey's going to be Whitman, the investor. Here we go. Interior restaurant, same. A swanky theater affair hosts mostly white, silver-haired partygoers dressed to the nines, drinking the good stuff. Two patrons, Lila and Joy, 60s, have an exchange. I've been sworn to secrecy. Come on, you can tell me. Okay, but not a word. Michael and I are investing in multi-racial revival of fences. August Wilson is timeless. I know. And now integrated. We just found our Troy. Keith fucking Carradine. My bladder. Amazing, huh? But not a word. Interior restaurant by the bar continuous. Rada sips water, smiles plastically at passing party goers. A Walter shoots by with a platter Oh, excuse me, a Walter. A waiter shoots by with a platter of glistening ribs. Rada eyes them like a long lost lover. Tempted? Rada turns to find Archie, Korean, 39, sharply dressed, hovering. Nope, 40 by 40, doing smoothies, boo. Oh, that's why you're bright. What? So there may be an opportunity. To drown in a sea of old white women? Look beyond the ladies. Rada looks over to see Whitman, 50s, tall, broadened, surrounded by eager hanger-ons, more silver-haired patrons who laugh at his every wit. That's Jay Whitman. I know. Why would I care about Jay Whitman? In between drinks and trying to grope my ass, he says they'll have, they have a last-minute slot to fill. And? And it may be a chance to get your play up 
or would you rather have the roof leaking on your production at Umoja? Jay Whitman only does black poverty porn plays of which mine are not great. So I get dressed and resist uh, succulent ribs for nothing. Didn't someone almost stab you today? No, I was vigorously pushed, okay? They're good kids. Archie, where's my regional production? I'd rather do a workshop production with Forrest and his cheap ass ancestors than suck up to Jay Whitman. Oh, it's the um, narrative. Oh, forgive me. RG smiles at passerby as he walks to her. Listen, I let that man graze my ass. So you're going to ingest a breath mint and go see what that man has to say. She begrudges him, eventually smells her own breath, resigning it's not that bad and head heads over. Interior restaurant by the bar same. Rada pushes through what seems like a sea of more silver-haired patrons to get to Whitman, who holds center court as he engages his hanger-ons, more silver-haired patrons. I'm not scared of controversy. Our all-female production of 12 Angry Men, my idea, but a live cow on stage? Sorry, I draw the line at fresh cow shit. The patrons laugh as Rada approaches and hovers. Rada, excuse me, ladies. Hey! How are you? Puckering up to the patrons as usual. How are you? Archie says you're teaching? I've been teaching for a while. Well, theater misses you. It does? Was it looking for me? Because I'm still here. Archie insists that I read your play. Thank you. It's... Yes? Well, tell me about it in your own words. Okay, well, um, Harlem Ave is cut to interior blank space, random open blank space day. As Rada speaks, a technicolor scene unfolds. A young black man, Marcus, 30s, appears. About a young black man who inherits a grocery store for his, from his dead parents and how his, he struggles to keep this business afloat. A young black woman, Stacy, 30s, appears the couple embrace and smile toward camera. With the help of his beautiful wife, who's an activist, the wife raises a black power fist. Back to interior restaurant by the bar saying. That's it? Well, no, it's about gentrification and how this young black couple, you didn't like it. The idea is powerful, but... But the writing rang a little inauthentic. Mm. Like someone trying to capture a voice but never really landing on one. Okay, well, thank you for the note. And yeah, thank you. Now wait, it has something. I just wish you hadn't shied away from darkness. I mean, if you're gonna call it Harlem Ave, you gotta give me Harlem Ave. Should I add a pregnant teen shooting up in, the, in an alley? No, 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 you're missing my point. I'm talking a black Harlem shifting under a white hipster land grab, but your play never goes there. At one point I thought, did a black person really write this? Rada looks across the room to Archie. Look, there's definitely a voice under all those words. Just keep at it. The good news, I still need a book writer for my Shirley Chisholm musical. Rada feigns a smile. She starts to walk away, 
when from across the room, Archie sees something in her eye. Fuck. But it's too late. Rada turns back and lunges at Whitman's neck. The crowd gasp. And see. <laughs> so, yeah. Better get that nigga, ma'am. <laughs> she gets it so much. Nigga. That is awesome. Yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to choke out a white man in public. <laughs> <laughs> and now you can, uh, yeah, live vicariously through the character Rada <laughs> in this in this film um for sure so yeah those are the two scenes what did you think about this last scene i thought it was a good scene definitely um very poignant in talking about how white people just be viewing our work yeah um and how they think they know better than us when it comes mm -hmm. to our stories mm -hmm. and if we're not talking about trauma and pain and suffering then all of a sudden it's not an authentic black story like bitch shut the fuck <laughs> right so yeah uh, very good scene very yeah. well written love the dialogue love the conversation that was going on mm -hmm. and yeah i i enjoy that scene yeah yeah I, yeah they did a really good job so yeah y'all check it out um if you get a chance it should still be on netflix the 40 year old mm -hmm. version oh you never take shit out <laughs> they better not um and yeah tell us what you think um we're gonna shout our shows our socials at the end but yeah i really love this movie in fact that sitting reading this script i'm probably gonna rewatch it again because it was if you didn't hear that shit was funny so yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right y'all so we're gonna take a quick break and come back with our last segment niggas you should know hey and we are back Hey, y'all. Yes, we are back with our last segment, our news you should know segment. Yep. And I will start with mine. I talked to her earlier. We talked about her money making deal, Miss Natasha Rothwell. Yes. I will get into her backstory. So we got to do that thing. So she's a writer, actress, teacher, and comedian. Um, she taught for KIPP NYC, went on to work at SNL. She first garnered attention as a writer on. SNL in the 2014-2015 season. She gained further fame through working on Insecure. She plays Kelly on Insecure, but she's also done, I believe she has written on Insecure as well. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and also has been a producer. And she is currently developing writing and executive producing another show for HBO in which she will star. Ooh, exciting. Exciting. Mm. exciting. Um, so yeah, her Big Hattie, her company, Big Hattie Productions, um, struck that deal with ABC Signature, which we talked yep. about earlier. Yep. And um, ooh, so another little tidbit about her. On April 15, 2019, she joined a host of other writers in firing their agents as part ooh. of the stand against the ATA and the unfair practice, practice of packaging. So shout out to her for being a Come part. Come on of that okay but um just some other things that she's been in so she's been in the movie love simon mm -hmm. boss sonic the hedgehog wonder woman 1984 she's going to be in sonic the hedgehog 2 mm -hmm. um she's also been in bojack horseman brooklyn Nine, yes. ducktales star <sighs> versus the forces of evil black lady sketch show love victor and yes. baby shark Big show as a go shark. Oh, go off. 
So yeah, shout out to Miss Natasha. She gonna have the money coming in with this mm-hmm. deal. She just ain't come on. Signature. And if you don't know who she is, then you're just mm. lame and you sleep and we don't got time for you. Okay. <laughs> Stay woke, y'all. Shout out to her and congrats <laughs> on her success. And yes. She will have. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, amazing. Great work, Corey. So uh, my nigga, you should know, her name is Aida Usman and she ah. is gonna be on Rap Shit. That's right. She um, along with uh chameleon and sharita singleton uh well actually sharita is an executive producer and showrunner but chameleon um and also uh uh shade well shade uh johnson will be uh the pilot but aida will be a part of this project she's going to be playing an aspiring rapper um shawan shawana excuse me so i'm excited to see her in that so First of all, she's been working before that. You know, she's a comedian, actress, and writer. Um, she is. She was a staff writer, and it can be seen on Complex's media sketch show group, Therapy. Uh, prior to that, she was a cast member on MTV's Wild and Out. Um, she has also oh. done warm-up comedy for Vice uh, Live as a panelist on MTV's Need to Know and can be seen in a Comedy Central digital sketch uh, you didn't know, and they follow. So um, she's originally from Nebraska. Uh, she spends way too much time on Twitter. That's what she says um, in her bio. But yeah, she's pretty dope. Um, she's also the co-host of a podcast, a super podcast, super big podcast, I should say, Keep It on Crooked Media. So um, super glad to see this sister jumping into the writer's uh, not only in the writer's room, but also doing her thing as the main lead. So yes, big ups to Aida Usman and uh, being able to be a part of this uh, Issa Rae production, huh? Um, And keeping this, uh, I am super, super excited for Rap Shit to come out and I cannot wait to see what she and the other ladies have done, um, particularly when Corey did that lineup of who Issa said was helping out on the project. I was like, okay, so this is going to be some real Rap Shit. Okay, (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) So yeah. living, okay? Okay, so yeah. Um, nigga, you should know Aida Usman, and yeah, that is the um end of uh Tinsel Town Tea episode 75. My god, Ooh, Jesus, mm. yeah, up on that hundred episode, yes, crazy child. <laughs> um, yeah, we've been we're we're yeah, I feel like we're you know, veterans in the game now. Let's do it. I better watch out, okay? Um, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. Make sure that y'all check out anything that we talked about yes and give it all a whirl and check us out on the socials tinseltowntea on everything yes and thank y'all for listening once again yes bye y'all y'all later bye